1: Welcome back to the Extra Point College Football Podcast. I'm Max Santa. I'm Dean Williamson. I'm Josh Warren. I'm, I'm Tanner Vesky. And today we're going to be talking about probably the best division in all of college football, the Big Ten East. So this is going to be a big podcast for everybody. We've got a few Buckeye fans in here, including me and Tanner and a few others that don't like Ohio State very much. This is going to be a really interesting podcast. Um, There's three teams in the Big Ten this year that I think have a legit shot of making the college football playoff and then actually winning the national championship. So there's a lot of competition within this division, and I can't wait to see where this podcast takes us. So without further ado, we can go ahead and start it off with that team up north. I'm not even going to say the name because they don't even deserve that recognition. But um, with I don't I can't even, I can't I'm not i can not i can not going to say their name. Um, Michigan, with, the great, Michigan yeah, that Wolverine. team, that team. Um, they don't have any hard games really until um, it looks like late like October, um, no, slash like November, because that I mean Michigan State's like the only team that's like decent on their schedule. Their schedule is so easy; they don't play anybody um so they got east carolina unlv bowling green rutgers nebraska minnesota indiana michigan state purdue penn state maryland ohio state so like really towards like the back half of the season there's a lot of good games in there um but their non-con is really easy and other than that like all all they really play is is ohio state and penn state so um and then they have that ohio state game at home so um they don't really have much to worry about and they're actually out of all the returning like production in college football, they're like second most in the country. Um, so they have a lot coming back on offense and on defense. JJ um, McCarthy obviously is coming back um, along with both both running backs um, with Blake Quorum and then Doddham and Edwards. And then um, they're probably, I would probably say they're one of the best running back deals in the country as much as that hurts me to say. Um, it's probably either them or, I mean, Ohio State is good, too. There's really, honestly, a lot of good running back du- duos within this Big Ten East. Um, one, two, and three is probably Michigan and then um, Penn State and then Ohio State. So um, as far as, like, the offense goes, like I said, JJ's coming back. Um, and then as And then the running back's coming back. But the receivers, I don't really see anything there that really jumps off the wall to me. Um, Corn- Cornelius Johnson is coming back as their best receiver and then Roman Wilson um, who I believe was hurt last year and then um, they lost Ronnie Bell um, and then they're, tie- they're tied in Eric All and then the Shoemaker dude left too so um, and then they lose a lot up front as far as the offensive line goes um, but they're going to be really good I mean they'll, they've always they've won the Joe Moore award um, back-to-back mm-hmm. years and they added three Pac-12 starters to their roster from the portal. Um, Defensively, I think they're still gonna be good this year. Um, They lost Mike Morris and Maisie Smith, who are two first-team All-Big Ten Ten players. Um, And then I think Braden McGregor is gonna step up, um, who's a really good transfer. And then also Josiah Stewart from Coastal Carolina transferred there too, and I think he's gonna have um, some impact there on the defense. Secondary was really, really good last year. One of the best in the country. Um, Will Johnson's coming back, leading that group as a top cornerback for that team. um, And they return a lot of starting experience. So I kind of want to go like game by game with each of these teams. Um, That way we can kind of like talk through it together instead of just going, you know, eight and three or whatever the case may be. Um, So let's just go ahead and start out with East Carolina, which we all don't have to spend too much time on. Honestly, his first four games, we don't have to spend any time on um, until it gets to, like, Nebraska. And that's the first hard game that's being played here. Um, Does anybody have them losing to Nebraska?
2: (laughs) No.
3: No. They're all in my book. I don't have them losing the game, so there's no need to even ask you that question. from Scott
4: Coffman. Oh after after you said all of that from about Michigan, I changed their uh, record from eleven to one to twelve to
1: zero. By the way, oh my gosh! I have you hyped them up a lot,
3: though, Matt. I've, well, I've been, i try to
1: be, I just try to be honest. On like, <laughs> I just try to call it how it is. That's what I like They're to the do. Best Very, team in the East. Changed my opinion.
3: <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest, little brother, big brother. I mean, I'm just being honest, little.
4: They are the
1: great Michigan Wolverines. So. <laughs> they are. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, just, like, looking at the schedule, it's, like, not good at all. So, I mean, from that standpoint, I can't – I don't think that they're going to be – I actually have them losing two times this year in the regular season. And those games are to Penn State and then Ohio State at the end of the season.
4: I can see see One of those. The only losable games, honestly. Unless yeah. they completely blow with them all again.
1: Well the thing news. is they don't play anybody until that Penn, Penn State, State game, honestly. And so are they really battle tested before they go and play them? And then not only are they playing Penn State, they're playing in Happy Valley. And that game is possibly gonna be a wide out game. So I and but, I think but, I but, I but, think Penn State's gonna be really good this year. What would you say? But it's the noon kickoff? Yeah, it's the noon it, kickoff. Is, is, is it really? Yep. Yeah. Who's Penn State got for the whiteout game this year? Hey,
3: dude. Michigan.
1: It's I, Michigan noon, It's a white. It's a whiteout at noon. No, yeah, I that's really weird. Whiteout.
3: I just know it's that noon.
1: No, I think okay.
2: the, I think the whiteout game
1: this year is at noon. Oh, that's really weird. That doesn't make any sense. It's still going to be a big game, I mean, yeah. Um, regardless. Yeah. You
3: see, most of the Big Ten games, the big ones at noon anyways.
1: Yeah. 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 They're whiteout
3: games um, Iowa. What'd you say? They're whiteout
5: games, actually, against Iowa. That's
1: okay. True. That's interesting. Um, Tanner, you got anything to add in on this? On
5: the sorry team up north. I got them losing three games. Three? three. Who's so the third team? Three. And I say this every year. They're the sleeper team of the Big Ten. They always show up and do something. Maryland. Purdue Boilermakers. <laughs> every year, oh my gosh. they somehow upset one or two, I would say decent, but me, old team up north ain't decent to me. He said, "Bitch, up." I have the hot takes. I have them losing this game, twenty-eight to fourteen. And the reason I have them losing this game: Illinois defensive coordinator is now at Purdue, and he has better talent at Purdue now to hold Michigan back. If he could keep the same scheme against them, commit all they're gonna do is run. That's all they're gonna yeah. do is run. Yeah. Jay McCarthy. He can hit open receivers, contested throws, terrible on spring game, he ain't improved one bit.
1: I honestly I agree with that. Like completely being completely unbiased, like their whole offense was generated around the running backs. And honestly, you can do that based on the schedule that they have for most of the year. But when you start playing teams that are more talented than you or as talented as you, um, that's not gonna work. Yeah, you, you have to be able to do both. And like in that Ohio State game last year, like there are a lot of blown coverages and stuff like that, and then like a lot of guys weren't. There are were a lot of scheming issues, um, and then like up front, guys are just playing soft too. So like I'm not I'm not saying that like, um, you know I'm not saying Michigan like didn't get anything get any credit for that win. Um, all that's just to say like you can this team is beatable. Um, if you are able to load up the box and stop the run and kind of keep J.J. McCarthy in check without um, allowing too many blown coverages and stuff because I have not seen him do anything other than be like a general game manager um, throughout his time at Michigan. Nothing, I mean, I think he's a talented player. There's just nothing that makes me go, wow, this guy is like lighting it up and I haven't seen him do that yet. And I don't think he has the receiving cord to allow him to do that either. So, that's what leads me to why I think they're going to lose to I, – I mean, that's tough to say. Like, I definitely think – there's no way – I'm telling you right now, if if Ohio State loses to Michigan again this year, like, there's going to be so much turnover and stuff, and I just don't see that happening, especially if Ohio State actually opens up their playbook like they did against Georgia and played to the, their abilities. So – I mean, I can see them going 11 and one or 10 and two, um, nine and three is kind of a stretch, um, but that's that's kind of where I got them.
3: 12 and 0, her right here first. 12 and 0, easy slot bang. Ryan Day can't win the big one. Might pull out his playbook, but but still didn't win. Got me a new flag in my roof. He still didn't win. Bam, 12 and 0. Let's get it. I also
5: had Penn State beating
4: them and Ohio State. Okay. I've got What you got, up. Dean? I have them going twelve and zero also. After you said all that stuff about Michigan, I changed my Ohio yes. State pick. And all right, well, I then. I, I, <laughs> I see where you're coming from with Purdue being a sleeper team, but honestly, the team I can see them—I mean, it's not going to happen—but the team I can see them upsetting is Ohio State because I'm—if I'm, I'm not wrong—Ohio State's playing on the road against Purdue, aren't they? Yeah, but well, since Michigan's Ryan Day's playing them at over, home. <laughs>
1: since since Ryan Day's taken over, they haven't lost a game like that. Like that was more of an Urban Meyer esque thing to do. Um, they haven't lost any fluky games like that. I mean, they've lost to Oregon, they've lost to good teams. They haven't they haven't lost so like they've been upset like that since Urban Meyer left. And the last time it happened was 2018. So it's been some time. Because like I there were I thought like. You know, after Urban left and stuff, that there would be more games like this, but there wasn't. So, um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that happening. I don't it's see that happening. You,
3: you never know with Minnesota. I mean, PJ Fletch got enrolled rolling. Mission Goes to Minnesota on the road after Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota and that'll be a pretty, pretty good team.
1: On. Yeah, that, that'll be a pretty good team, too. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of where I I think the top three teams this year in the Big Ten East: Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. So that's that's where I've kind of got that there.
2: I I think there's a sleeper team that I think is going to have a sneaky good uh, double-digit win and I double di, double-digit win column and I think they could easily upset Michigan, but I don't think they will. Maryland. I think Maryland mm. will be a sneaky good team with an easy schedule, but will be battle tested, uh, but lose some lose good games.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on from the Wolverines and let's go to. You guys want to go high state next? or You're gonna go somewhere else.
2: Let's get and Ohio State well. out of the way. Go ahead All right, and get, let's get it oh, right right
1: now. <laughs>
4: I've heard enough about Ohio State. <laughs>
3: let, let, hold on a minute. Let Let's test our Ohio State fans out.
5: Hang on, super, super. Hang on. O H I O. Why, Tanner? Why didn't
3: Tanner say nothing in
5: this? I had headphones. <laughs> Blew my headphones out. <laughs>
3: Hello. So now it's time to open up our closets to try to find this mystery sir. He did not make his <laughs> Instagram. Oh, blew my! I
5: took my headphones down as soon as you started blasting that.
3: You wait, I, you wait, I I data.
2: understand you not wanting to listen to that. I understand it. <laughs> All
1: right, hokey. the same as Oh my gosh! <laughs> All, right, let, All right, let
5: let these guys go. Let them just run with it. Let's see what they got.
1: Eleven and you'll one. Be, you'll be late. Well, no, 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 no. Chill. Don't do that yet. We're gonna go. We're gonna go game by game. But let's um, let's kind of throw out what we know about Ohio State from an unbiased <laughs> perspective. Well, no opinion, just stats. So C.J. Stroud's gone. Obviously, Kyle McCord's is gonna be the starter. Um, it seems like, and I think that's the biggest change for Ohio State this year. Um, a couple years ago like i i have like a big problem with this everybody like always doubts a new quarterback that's coming in and like it's the same thing with like georgia you know ohio state alabama everybody's like oh like they haven't started a game like bro they're literally five-star quarterbacks rotating in and out throughout these big schools. like they're gonna be good players like it just depends on like how good but they're still going to be good and especially when you have a receiving room like ohio state does they've got the number one and number two um wide receiver NFL draft prospects in the country. So like, they're gonna be fine. Like, and all Kyle has to do is be decent. I mean, he's a five-star coming out of high school, number five at his position. And he's actually had a really good connection with Marvin Harrison Jr., which dates back to his high school days where they won three state championships together. So he's already got that kind of connection with Marvin Harrison Jr. And I expect Marvin Harrison to have an even better year um, this year than he did last year. Um, especially being like the true wide receiver one um, and then also um, just that connection that those two share together. So all the receivers are back that last year um, in that Georgia game and I mean obviously Jackson Smith and Jigba was there too but I mean I wouldn't really say I wouldn't really count him because he didn't play much at all last year. Um, The biggest question to me is probably the offensive line um, because they had to pull in a transfer from San Diego State after they're losing um, Paris Johnson Jr. And then Luke Whippler and Donna and DeWan Jones were also out. And that was one of the best lines in the country, um, talent wise. And then like, so having to replace that and having to replace tackle and different things, um, there's gonna be a lot of movement in the line. So really, I think that's the big thing um, for Ohio State this year is the offensive line and how they play. I don't think it's the quarterback. Um, and then I think they also carry one of the best running backs, running, running back rooms in the country. And I think the Big Ten East owns like the running backs this year, um, especially like Ohio State's got Travion Henderson coming back, five star guy. He struggled with being hurt last year. His freshman year is really good. He averaged 6.8 yards per carry. Um, and then Mayan Williams was a key back last year who was playing kind of hurt against Georgia. Still played pretty well though. Um, and then down Hayden and Jim Trainum. Um, played a lot too. And then Evan Pryor, I like everybody kind of like forgot about him, but he's coming back off an ACL in, injury and was the number seven running back in the country coming out of high school too. So like that running back room has guys on guys on guys who have played a lot last year um, when Ohio State needed them for sure because that room was pretty decimated going throughout the year. Um, but with all those guys back healthy, that room is really stacked. And I'm surprised there haven't been any transfers so far. So um and then the big thing too is defensively a lot's got to change um again after a better season last year it was more blown coverages than anything um but the defense was better um, they bring in jihad carter from syracuse and then the davidson igbenoson dude from Ole miss um to help the roster out a little bit and then the return guys like denzel burke and Lath- lathan ransom who are two of the best in their position in the country Um, and that I expect them to have better years this year. And I think if Denzel Burke, uh, he's a guy that I definitely think could be a first rounder um, this year if he plays like he's supposed to. Um, And then I think if this defense isn't closer to 2019 than last year, there's a lot more issues. Um, The line's gonna be really, really good this year defensively um, with uh, guys like JT Tumaloa and then Jack Sawyer, um, and then Michael Hall plugging up in the middle. So they've got guys to be able to kind of be able to have a line kind of like they did in 2019 and JTT is going to be a big name this year um, especially for as far as an NFL guy goes Um, and then for linebackers Tommy Eichenberg and then Steel Chambers come back they're also some of the best linebackers in the country Um, and they've gotten a lot better i thought tommy eichenberg was terrible after 2021 and then like last year his role changed and like he actually played like how he what his strengths were and that helped so much um jim Knowles kind of put him in situations to allow him to be one of the better linebackers in the country and then um sonny styles is another name that i think um everybody should watch um, he's a guy that plays like isaiah simmons He's a safety at 6'4", 215, and I think he's going to get a lot of playing time this year and be able to help out that defense this year. So I think the defense is going to be a lot better this year. If it's not, there's some major issues because they obviously have talent there. Um, but that's just what I've, I've kind of drawn up um, as far as like Ohio State from last year and what they've got coming back this year. So if you guys have anything to add to that, um, go ahead.
5: Another guy i look out for, CJ.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: Went out in the Michigan game with a knee injury, but he was also the top linebacker recruit in the country. And, I mean, he has the athleticism, he has the size, the aggressiveness. I think him involved in the defense, rotating out with still chambers, he'll he'll definitely have an impact.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's going to be really, really good this year. I think, yeah, they're going to be rotating a lot and stuff. So you'll definitely get to see a lot of him, and he's a big dude too. Um, I'm ex- I'm really excited to see what the defense is going to do this year. Um, I think they're going to be a lot a lot better, so I'm ready I to see what few, happens.
3: I got a few uh, remarks on this, uh, or two points from Ohio State from what I see that could potentially hurt them this year. That last year, number one, like you mentioned, offensive line lose Paris Johnson, lose DeWan Jones, uh, filling in filling in them. But my big thing is, is how the defense not plays against mediocre Big Ten, but plays against a strong offense that can beat you down with run and passing. Because you look Mm -hmm. at Michigan and Georgia combined at the stats, they had an average of 43.5 points to 8.9 yards per play allowed and then two losses last year. That's Mm -hmm. my question is, how does the defense adjust from – The mediocre Big Ten offense. To hey, we got to strap up, you know, big boy. You know, we got to play a big game. I mean, you got the offense last year. They keep you in them high score games, but
2: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
3: It's my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy.
0: Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You
3: need to give up four, three and a half points and 8.9 yards play in uh, the bigger games.
1: Well, this is what I'd say. I'd say this is year two under Jim Knowles, right? So, like, the last year was his first year. And besides a few of those blown plays, like, in that Georgia game, I thought they played, like, as good as they could have played against a team like that. Um, Obviously, the best team in the country. So, like, you're going to give up points. It's just, like, it depends on, like, how you do it and, like, how much and what quantity. And then, like, if you have a bunch of busted plays and stuff like that. Like, to the best team in the country, you're not going to hold them to 20 points anymore. Like, that's just not going to happen. It's going to be 35 or something like that. But the offense keeps them in games like that. And I think that I'm all all that's to say is, like, this defense is in a position this year to actually help out the offense. Um, I trying- think they're going to be really, really good this year. So...
3: I think the big. I think the big thing is defensive line put pressure, linebackers getting in the gaps, and holes, and not yeah. allowing them, if they can help it the big plays to break out. Because once you get a high state secondary, it's uh, a little bit more shakier than the up front defensive line linebacker staff. So if you get, you know, if you get a good wide receiver running, giving them time to create their routes and stuff.
0: Yeah.
3: I think the Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the defensive line and the linebackers is, uh, I mean, it's really a big part of anybody, but Ohio State is, uh, they, they kind of like Clemson, in my opinion, with a secondary point. I mean, the defensive line, especially breaking the Heat, along with the linebackers, they're always physical, fast flashes of ball, but then you give that secondary time to the wide receiver to work their routes and stuff, and then stuff starts getting haywire once you uh, allow time.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Um, And I think, like, last year, too, like, there were times, like, they didn't get enough sacks and enough pressures last year as they should have. They needed to get the quarterback on the ground more this year. And I think, like, these guys are coming to the third year at Ohio State with guys like JTT and then um, with um, Jack Sawyer. And they're going to have, like, you saw, like, just JTT single-handedly won that game for Ohio State against um, Penn State, like, He's an absolute animal. I think that was just a glimpse into what he's capable of. And then with another offseason and then another year learning under Jim Knowles and what he wants from the defense and learning the scheme more and stuff like that, like they're just going to be that much better. And these guys are like one and two in high school as far as defensive ends coming out. So I think they're going to be able to get the quarterback on the ground more, which is ultimately going to help the secondary this year. And then Denzel Burke's coming to his third year to lead that group. And in his freshman year, he was really good i'm pretty sure he was like second or third team um all big ten um but i expect him to be a lot better this year and i think their scheming is going to change a little more to be able to free those guys out to play more like they did um in 2019 too so and then they got some freshmen came that have come in too um but i think the reason that the secondary has been so bad like and i've heard a lot of things but um ultimately like it was between the transition of Meyer and ryan day that there was like no cornerback recruiting being done, and it kind of hurt Ohio State a lot, and, like, you're seeing that now. But they're starting to pick it back up um, now that it's been a few years since Ryan Day has become head coach and stuff. So um, I expect it to be much better. I don't think – I don't know that they'll be, like, the best in the country or anything, but I definitely think it's going to be, like – you're not going to see so many busted coverage plays. You're not going to see these guys. And I think there's going to be a few guys that actually have – um pretty good draft stock going into the NFL draft and stuff like that, um, which we haven't seen from Ohio State um, in a few years. So,
5: if there's one guy that could uh, help out with the run defense, I think against heavier run teams like Michigan and Penn State, we're going to have to get Josh Proctor involved.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, and that's a guy, too. Like, I'm pretty sure it's like his fifth year um, playing at Ohio State.
5: There's also so, on that Xavier Johnson.
1: I yeah, mean, yeah
5: and he saved us in a Notre Dame game,
1: kept the mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be a big big part of that offense, too. So, like, offensively, the only problem is the O-line. Um, Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones are both really good offensive linemen. So, honestly, it's just that tackle position that I'm a little concerned about. Um, but, I mean, I think they'll be fine, and they should be able to get the ball up pretty quick because these receivers are so good um, being able to get open. So... Let's, let's go through the schedule um, game by game and see what everybody's got. So first game is going to be at Indiana. Um, y'all got win for that game? I mean, I think everybody's pretty – and then I think it really – all right, let's, go to, let's jump to week four because, I mean, Youngstown State and Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky is honestly not a bad, like, non-conference team to play. Like, they're a high-scoring team, and I think that's going to be, like – like no it's not a big test but like it is going to be a test for the defense in some form because they're probably going to be like top five and um in their passing offense um and they usually are every year so um that'll be a good that'll be a good test for a high state and then the next game that actually is going to have some huge um repercussions is at notre dame on September 20 september 23rd so let's talk about that one
4: I mean, I still have Ohio State winning that game. I think it'll be a pretty close game mm-hmm. uh, with Sam Hartman transferring to Notre Dame. I mean, I feel like yeah. they're going to get better offensively than they were last year. I mean, Ohio mm-hmm. State still won. They beat Notre Dame last year, and I think they'll just beat them again this year. But I think because it's at Notre Dame, it might be a little bit more questionable. That's what we, That's like one of the only games that I see Ohio State, besides like Michigan, because I, I see them beating Penn State. Like, I see them, I see the Notre Dame game more questionable than the actual Penn State game. Like I see, if Ohio State were to go ten and two, I feel like their loss would be to Notre Dame and not Penn State.
3: I can see, I can see that too, because Notre Dame always plays to their competition. Ninety-five percent of the time, if you hyped like Clemson up last year. Clemson goes to Notre Dame, gets waxed. Thank you, Danny. I That's for you. A couple years ago. When Georgia matches now championship, um, twenty eighteen, uh, they had to go to Notre Dame early, and I barely come out of there uh, with a twenty nineteen win. So Notre Dame on the road at Notre Dame is tough. Notre Dame is gonna be physical. It's just an it's a name brand. Notre Dame is no different. They're a little bit more strung down in Alabama, but it's it's just a name brand. But Notre Dame, I
5: think, uh. I think thing that they Dame's gonna struggle with this year, they lost their main piece of offense at running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they lost their maybe they have a great corner and the young kid, but honestly, I mean it's gonna be hard for that secondary to keep up when you got. I mean, you could honestly say if Julian Fleming plays like Julian Fleming should play, like the start of the season, you got three first round receivers. Yeah, I mean it's <clears much throat> the coordinator scheme against that.
1: Yeah, um, I've got I've got Ohio State winning that game, um, but I definitely think it's gonna be a close game, um, and I think it's like just gonna come down to like I think I feel like the defense is like I've been saying this, but the defense is gonna be better this year. Like I think they're gonna give us some to some give us some points to Notre Dame, especially Sam Hartman at quarterback, and I feel like that offense at Notre Dame is probably gonna change a little bit to kind of fit him um, based on what he did on in Wake Forest, um, but like. It's just the receiver talent and stuff there. I'm just not seeing it. Like, literally, Notre Dame had a receiver transfer to Ohio State to play a different position. Yeah. Um, who actually played a decent amount this year? So, they just they just don't have the talent to me, um, to be able to do that.
5: Yeah, I don't think uh, I think one thing is gonna hurt Sam Hartman is, I think no. he didn't play really other than Clinton. <laughs> have that front seven that Ohio
1: State has. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Does anybody have Ohio State losing their game? No? Okay. All right, The Maryland, um, I think, like, they'll be better this year. Um, but I saw, they, Ohio State has had a tough time with Maryland. Like, last year they played them really close, but I think, like, the changes and stuff on defense is – are going to make those type of games um, kind of go away. Um, so I've got them beating Maryland, and then they play at Purdue, uh, and we're talking about Purdue. I don't have them losing to Purdue. Like I said earlier, like I think those games are um, kind of gone out of the wind for Ohio State. They smashed them last year. Um, so I think that um, – I think they should take care of business pretty easily there. Um, you guys good with that too? all wins all right and then this another big game penn state at home um ohio states won the last six against penn state um but they're one and six against the spread these have always been close games i think penn state's gonna be a phenomenal team this year and we'll get to that um but i think that like James Franklin has a hard time getting over the hump when you're not getting things like a blocked field goal and that's literally the last time Ohio State's lost to them um in 2016 and then like those teams are so much different now than like what the teams um Ohio State has now and I think Penn State's gonna be a great team um and I actually have them having a really good record this year uh but I just think like Ohio State's got it, like, and especially that game's at home. So, like, that's another big factor, too. I can see, like, Ohio State winning this game.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Like 42, 38, or 42.35 or something like that. Like I think it's gonna be a really close game, Um, but I do have a high State win in that game. So, y'all, y'all got Ohio State winning too. Okay. Yep.
5: But uh, I think the main problem for Penn State is trying to replace uh, Porter. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to replace him.
1: Yeah, and they got they got another corner there too. who's really good, and I think their their secondary is gonna be good that this, this year too. So, um, but I just think like I th- honestly this is that so we'll just go ahead and get to the next game at Wisconsin. I actually have a high state losing that game, um, and this is the first this is the only game that they're gonna lose this year, but. Here's, hear me out, okay? They play Penn State the week after. So, like, that's going to be a tough game. That's going to be a college game day game. Like, it's going to be all out. Guys are going to be sore, tired, and they're going to go play Wisconsin. This Wisconsin team is light years different than they were last year. Luke Fickle's coming in at head coach. Tanner is playing quarterback from SMU. Who had a lot of really good passing stats and stuff last year so like they have a legitimate quarterback playing at wisconsin which is like mind-blowing because they never do and then braylon allen is also coming back at running back who is one of the best in the country so i think like it's not that ohio state is like not better than wisconsin at all like in that way but like there's a lot of things that go into me saying that and it's that game is also at wisconsin in camp randall so I think that Wisconsin's going to get Ohio State, and I think it's probably going to be a close loss, but it's going to be one of those games that's going to change the course of the season for Ohio State and kind of get them refocused um, and be, get them back on track because the following week um, they have Rutgers away, and then they play Michigan State, Minnesota, and Michigan, um, which i all have wins, but we can go through each of those. Um, but do you guys have Ohio State losing to Wisconsin? I didn't before, but I'm starting to think.
4: Maybe they will.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I still only have
2: a house to one game. The reason I have okay. been,
5: uh, I think Luke Fickle is going to try his best to use Braylon Allen the whole game. Yeah. Probably they don't have no depth behind him. Yeah. And if Jim Knowles schemes the same way he did last year, because, I mean, we saw Wisconsin, they didn't have no – they have nothing at the defensive back position. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the game as Mika is boogie, I think that's going to be his breakout
1: game of the season. Yeah, this this like looking at the schedule like Ohio State schedules usually aren't that tough, but honestly, this this schedule is pretty tough. Like you got a Notre Dame team um, with Sam Hartman, you got a good Penn State team coming this year that's probably going to be top five at the beginning of the season, and then you got Wisconsin who's coming back to be a pretty good power, and you got to play them in the West. Um, and then you got to finish it off um, you got to play Michigan so this is a tough schedule and I think like I I think it's gonna be hard for them to go unscathed and that's why I have them losing a game and it's kind of like in that middle spot to where like they can still go back to get to the playoff and stuff like that which I think they will Um, but I think it's gonna help them kind of readjust this season and kind of be like a wake-up call for them because Kyle McCord's playing first time at quarterback so like i it's just hard to be able to go undefeated as a first-time starter throughout the whole regular season. So that's what I got there. And then Rutgers, I don't think I have to talk about that much. Michigan State game, I believe Ohio State's busting out um, the old gray unis from the 2017 Penn State game for this. Uh, It'd be a night game. I hate that that's the game that's a night game against because I think Michigan State is going to be like really bad this year. Um, So I think Those two games will be wins. And they play Minnesota at home. Um, That'll be a win there, too. And then they play at Michigan. That's a big game um, that I believe we need to spend some time talking about. So, Landon, send it away, because I feel like you got something up your sleeve to say.
3: Yeah. Let me clear my throat for this one. Okay. Let let me point out one thing. J.J. McCarthy has not – has not lost to Ohio State as a starter. Connor McNamara held him up last time Ohio State beat Michigan, which was, let's add, uh, two football seasons ago. Uh, yeah, Tanner, I'd be grabbing that pillow too if I was you. J.J. Uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave McCarthy will make Ryan Day Lose his job. Pack his bags. See you later. Michigan wins the Big Ten. East and the championship. Don't hold a lot. If you can't stop JJ McCarthy, get you some of Blake Corm. Michigan 38, Ohio State 24. Bam. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
4: 38 24. 38 24.
3: They in the big houses like the no horseshoe. Give me that. I'll take it. You
2: can't stop the car <laughs> if you get
5: cold. Let's go. I like
4: it. I like it. <sighs> Dang it! Oh, gosh. Ten and two. No. no. Winston, you didn't go ten and wins, two? Wins Wisconsin with. and lost to Michigan.
3: <laughs> keep, keep going.
4: I <laughs> got my oh. point to
3: talk
1: you into that, Dean.
3: <laughs> Ohio State eleven and 0. Tanner Crowe with Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> has a nail in his toenail and swears up down and his the nail in the toe for a toenail is the reason why they lose to Michigan by two touchdowns is because Marvin Harrison's toe had a nail in it when it's supposed to be a toenail. Bam. <laughs> I have them
2: going eleven one.
5: I have a game forty-five to twenty-two. I think <laughs> last year. Ryan Williams dealing with injuries. They had to go to Dallas chip train. i actually, who mm-hmm. had a ball all year until that game. Mm-hmm. And I think that Ryan day, this whole season is going to come out the same way he came out against Georgia firing on yeah. all. Yeah. And if Ohio state just limits three plays over 50 yards, which I think they will do this year, they win that game easily.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. Like, <clears throat> I think like, this Jake. defensive line is gonna be that much better this year to stop the run. So once you have that out of the way, I think like and you have you you're able to open up the offense more. and I don't think that Ohio State is not they're not gonna be able to score as many points like they do against these other teams. And I think Penn State, this Penn State game will be kind of similar to that, but the offense, like there were times in the season you're seeing Ryan Day take the playbook and go like this okay, we're only going to have five plays, we're going to run the same ones, and we're trying to run the ball and be a running team, and we're not that. And when whenever you do that against teams like Georgia and you open up the playbook and see, oh, wow, we can actually like play with the best team in the country if we use the playbook right because we have the guys at receiver because of Brian Hartline um, and what he's done recruiting. So when you do that, I think it changes the whole game and the whole outlook for this team. Just seeing what they're capable of because if it, if they had played that Georgia game last year and got absolutely slaughtered, I would look at this schedule and probably go 10 and 2. But because I know what Ryan Bake is capable of on offense, I think that they're going to lose. In my opinion, I think they're going to lose a game. But I, dude, there's, if they, I'm telling you, Columbus might get set on fire if they lose that Michigan game. So I think, I think go ahead.
5: I think, uh, it's Buka and Marvin get Will Johnson and Saints drill a wake up call. I yeah. think three touchdowns this game, over 200 receiving yards. Because all they had to do that game, throw the ball deep. They did it twice in a row to Marvin Harrison and quit feeding him the ball. Yeah. And I think if uh, the blocking actually, if Garrett, if if he could, our tight end, if he could fix his blocking, 90 percent of our screen plays work. Yep. Yeah. Because I mean, it's just. And with Trayvon Henderson healthy, I think this game should be no problem. Easy blowout.
1: Yeah. I think they're going well, to. I, I, I can't go to blowout, but I can see two score. Like, especially with, like, all them losing the past two years and, like, all the stuff. Like, literally, Michigan quit on them in 2020. So, I think that, like, with all that building up, like, it's time. Like, put the, put the foot on the throat for Ohio State and just do some damage here.
3: Michigan quit. Now, hold on a minute. They had COVID. We're not starting this. They were 3 They did. Michigan
5: had COVID. They almost <laughs> stopped the
3: Rutgers that year. They had COVID. They did not quit.
5: <clears throat> i put it to you this way. The only way Michigan wins is if Ohio State gets COVID that's weak. week.
2: <laughs> I think Ohio State opens up that playbook, and they still lose to Michigan.
5: Uh, he do not know what he's talking about, but let's go on. So, we're oh, gonna, I think uh, <laughs> right here, you're
2: from the from the bias.
5: I think now, this ain't bias. I do a lot of research, I actually watch film and I actually draw out. I was, I did that. That's what I do. That's what I do for the high school. I, I coach it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, let's add his three and nine high school football team. Let's add that. <laughs> I
5: did not coach last year. I coached him this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What I will say is, I do think this Michigan defense, their edges, they're all right, their strong suits, their linebacker position is what I think.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: I think that's a strong position. DBs, Will Johnson, every time he played against a good receiver, he kind of struggled. Yeah, he played good against Ohio State, but most most of them touchdowns that were broken up, especially by Saints drill, it was catchable balls. I mean, our tight end in the end zone, ball hit his hands; should have been caught, got knocked out. But I think with Trayvon Henderson healthy, that opens up our run game completely with screens and everything. Because we didn't run many running back screens that game. That's usually what we do. But I think I I got to win that game 45-22. I don't think JJ. I don't think JJ McCarthy. I don't think. I think our defensive backs are going to be a m- lot more aggressive in the man coverage scheme of things, and I think that, uh, especially when it gets contested, he's going to have a hard time. And I think JJ. I think JT and uh, Jack Sawyer. I think they actually show what they're made of this season.
2: I don't know. I think this is the game that uh, seals J- JJ McCarthy that Heisman win.
5: he say Heisman? Yeah, yeah, J.J. for Heisman. I
1: don't know. He's not going to win the Heisman. McCarthy, they, no McCarthy wins the Heisman.
3: <laughs> well, actually, let's go back real quick. Time out. He could potentially be up for the Heisman. Just depends on how good Brock Bowers does at tight end. That is the key. I got to add. Carson
1: Beck, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Brock Bowers is not winning the Heisman. No. Brock how Bowers did Georgia get brought in for the Big <laughs> Ten? They always do somehow, don't they?
5: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I can see it starting out kind of slow, especially Kyle, Kyle McCoy's first time starting in the big game. But I think after that second half, we're going to see more of like C.J. Stroud versus Minnesota, his first season starting. And I think mm-hmm. especially with Brian Hartland calling plays, the playbook is going to stay open, I think, especially with him being the passing game coordinator. And what the depth he has, I think it's gonna
3: be hard for them to stop three first round picks at the.
1: Yep, I agree with you, hundred percent.
3: Today match up with a big. Today match up with the big boys. You just saw a buller, Jamon Dumas Johnson, Kamari Laster. May I keep going on, please? We make, no. we make. We make, and we make a little Ringo's uh, draft stock go down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did, hey, this thought Jalen Carter. This- Listen.
1: The reason that that Ohio State lost that game is because Marvin Harrison Jr. got hurt. Do we forget?
5: The Georgia Bulldogs saved by injuries once again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Benson Bennett. That's two words. I should have worn my Benson jersey to express while High State was eating cupcakes why Georgia won another Georgia championship.
5: <laughs> a blind squirrel got to find that every once in a while.
2: <laughs> I don't oh. think Ryan Day's found that nut yet. <laughs> no,
5: he has he took Kirby 4 years. It is his 4th year. He'll get it this year.
1: That, hey, that he's been like That was a 90s. comparison
2: made.
1: Um, I've heard that comparison made. Oh. It's a, okay. Look, Ohio State got got to the national championship. They lost. Okay? Georgia did too. And it took Kirby some time to be able to build up a program. So, just because, you know, Kirby Smart didn't do it then didn't mean, didn't mean that he couldn't do it. And the same goes for Ohio State and Ryan Day in this program.
3: So, we're going to give Ryan Day 36 years. And why I'll sit here and get a pack of Reese's Mountain News every day while we wait our 36 years worth of Ryan Day.
5: I, I know what it's saying, but if the defense had a mentality of 2019 defense, there's no reason to say we're not two-time national championships since
1: then. Yeah, I agree. I think that was, anyways, oh, we're getting off, off track. Let's go to Penn State. Because I think that, I think we need to spend some time there. And then after that, I'm gonna kind of roll through. Cause like, I mean, I have some stuff to say about these other teams, but um, we spent a lot of time so far talking about just Ohio State and Michigan. So Penn State, Drew Aller steps in to replace the long-tenured Sean Clifford at quarterback. Um, this is probably the first five-star quarterback that Penn State has had in a very very long time um, maybe ever I'm not sure um, and I think he's going to take this offense to the next level. Nick Singleton and Katron Allen come back to make this backfield probably the best in the country in my opinion based off of off- on-field production last year other than probably um, Donovan Edwards and Blake Corm. and then um, Singleton ran for 6.8 yards per carry last year and Katron Allen 5.2 And then in the receiver room they added Dante Cephas who is an All-Mac at Kent State and then they returned Keandre Lambert-Smith who had 659 yards last year Um, Theo Johnson is a tight end who returns from last year who could become a a good target for Drew Aller Um, especially since this is his first year starting I feel like a lot of things start um, from the tight end position Um, and he was the number four tight end coming out of high school Olufoshanu is their best returning um, offensive lineman tackle prospect in the country and he's gonna be really good. He could have probably been the best last year had he gone to the NFL um, last year so um, they got a really good tackle coming back which is really helpful for Aller in his first year. Um, Caden Wallace and um, Landon Ting- Tingwell also come back with experience they're missing a lot of games last year so their are off the line looks pretty solid. Um, defensively um, they've got some really outstanding players. Chop Robinson had five and a half sacks last year and did a lot of damage up front. He's a top five defensive end in the country coming into this year. Um, so, and they'll be, they'll be strong up front. And then in the secondary, they might be the best in the country with Kalen um, King leading the unit. And then they lost two guys to the NFL, obviously Joey Porter Jr. Um, and then they were the number two secondary in the country last year. Um, linebackers will also be good. Um, all four linebackers are turning from last year. Uh, They're a good unit, and C- Penn State continues to have good linebackers, good to the NFL, having 14 drafted in the last 16 years. So this is a really good team, one of the best James Franklin I think has ever had. Um, considering those teams, you know, with uh, Trace McSorley and and um, Saquon Barkley, those teams are pretty good. But as far as talent-wise, this is probably the most talented team that he's had um, in his tenure there at Penn State. So let's take a look at this schedule. Um, If you guys got anything to add about this team and some thoughts there, um, take it away.
3: I would say on my end, when I think of James Franklin, (coughs) I think of, here I am again making another Georgia comparison, but I think of Mark Rick. Got the players, Mm -hmm. got the players, um, got the fan base, got the hype. It goes 9-3. And, three. and mm-hmm. he may, he'll get college game day around him for about two or three games, and he'll go one or two and 0-3 in him.
5: I think this is the most talent he's had on the offensive side of the ball in a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: I haven't really seen him have a run of <clears throat> um, but I think with this duo they have is easily a top, I think the big fan has out of Ohio State, Michigan and Penn State, that's your Top three running back duos, I think, in the whole college football conference. I do think that. Uh, I think that Nick Singleton, I think
3: he especially carries his team as far as this year. Yeah, I do too. I'll say Penn State is one of the big teams that you're probably going to see slip up against a smaller team rather than Ohio State, and Michigan. Uh, it'll be more of a Penn State act to lose to somebody like Purdue or. Um, you're thinking Purdue or, you know, Northwestern, Illinois, Iowa, like that.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I think, say, I think the their problem within the previous years they've always been kind of like a one-page team when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. I think they've always, like, especially like, when they had Saquon, they stuck to that run. I think it was 80% of the games. I think this year, that's what they're going to try to stick to the run, especially with Drew Aller. I know he's a five-star quarterback. I watched it a little bit through high school, and I've seen him in the spring game. I think he's he's still trying to find his pitch. Because I mean, they and the other thing they they've been kind of on the defensive side has kind of been like us. If they limit the big plays, they win games.
1: Yeah, I think this team's going to be really good. Um, we can go ahead and look at the schedule now. Um, they got West Virginia first. Uh, I think that's going to be an easy win there. Um, there's a lot of different stuff going on at West Virginia. Just like um, they, they've got a lot of stuff to figure out there. So I don't think they've had they have it together to beat this team. And then they got Delaware, um, and then they'll beat them too. But I think at, at Illinois is our first real test. Um, Illinois should have a pretty good defense this year. They had a pretty good defense last year, and had a guy drafted in the first round. Um, from the secondary too. So, um, but I mean, I, if they did lose a game early, I guess it would have to be that one. Um, just because I think Illinois is a pretty decent team, but I think that um, Penn State's got that one. And then um, Iowa, I've got them beating Iowa too. Um, do you guys have them beating Iowa too? Or where's your Where's your first game where you're I guess, was, is it Ohio State for you guys, or is it somewhere else? Yeah, Ohio State's the first game where I have them losing.
3: Yeah. Uh, me being honest, uh, Penn State's one of them teams where you, you never know how they're going to start out with. I mean, uh, yeah, they should be West Virginia, but they're one of them teams that, I mean, you never know. West Virginia could come up and hit them in the mouth, and they fold right there to start with.
5: Yeah, I, I there. They've always been a team that, uh, especially for those first three games, that's where they really find out how that season is going to go. And I mean, West Virginia—they're not. I mean, they have. Their, the thing uh, I think uh, I do think if it was the same Illinois team as last year, they would struggle. But I mean, they lost their running back. They lost their main key defensive guy, Devin Witherspoon. One of, I think he, one of the best. Defensive backs that it comes to like comes to controlling the run game. I don't think Illinois gives them a problem. I think Iowa, especially with their defense, they've always been known for it. But I don't think uh, I would say Iowa would be their first tough opponent. But the problem is Iowa. They still I know they got the tight end and the quarterback from Michigan, but I still don't think that's going to give them enough firepower to put up with Nick Singleton and Drew Aller and all them. But I think Ohio State. I is That's their
4: first challenge,
1: challenge, I would say. Yeah. <clears throat> so, do you, do you still have them beating Iowa, or do you have them losing to Iowa? I
5: have, uh, oh, I have them beating Iowa.
1: Okay. Yeah, we can kind of jump ahead to the high State game, because I think that's where – um that's, again, that needs to be talked about. They have not – so Penn State hasn't won in Ohio Stadium since 2011, um, going 0-5. But they have covered the spread the last three. Um, and then and their last beat, win against Ohio State was 2016. So that's going to be a tough game. Like Drew Allers, new quarterback, coming in, I think they're going to be really talented. I think it's going to be a close game. Probably going to be called game day, this, that, and the other. But I think that Ohio State's going to win that game. Um, and I think you guys all have that too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, like, but honestly, like, I have, like, I have them beating Indiana, I'm beating Maryland, and then the Michigan game is going to be another big game for them. And I think this is kind of where the tide changes from the rest of the Michigan teams. I have them beating Michigan this year.
5: And it's nothing against, like, me just not liking Michigan, I think that, uh, Michigan kind of gets a taste of their own medicine here. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that running back duel, I think they just completely shred that defense.
1: Yeah. They're really good.
5: I think they shred it, but I'm not going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a one score game or one possession game, but I mm-hmm. think we've seen teams that usually run the ball pretty well. Michigan struggled against that, especially with Illinois last year. And I think the, that front seven for, uh, Penn State actually I think they show up big time in this game.
1: Yeah. And Penn State actually led um Michigan last year late to the second quarter, fourteen to thirteen, before they kinda um gave it away. Let the yeah, get kinda gave it away, um, giving up twenty one and unanswered. Um, but the Penn State will always plays good against um, higher competition, I'd say. And then I think that um, this is a time where they kind of take advantage, especially at home. Go ahead, Josh. Um, I actually have them
2: losing to Maryland. I think Maryland picks up a sneaky win against Penn State. Okay, it's in Maryland. I think it'll be a night game. I think Maryland will hit their stride, and I think Penn State will fall.
1: So, what about the Ohio State game? Do you have them winning or losing that game?
2: I have them losing that. I have them. I okay. have Penn State going ten and two.
1: Losing to Maryland and Ohio State. So, you think they'll beat Michigan, too?
2: I think they'll beat Michigan. I think they'll get the ba- bounce-back
5: win at home against
2: Michigan after losing to Maryland.
1: Okay. Yeah.
5: Let's
4: go yeah, Maryland.
5: Maryland's another one of those teams. If who's uh, if brother shows up, he's, it'll be good, but I don't think that... Uh, the only reason I got to beat Maryland, I don't think Maryland has the aggressiveness on the front line to Penn State. Yeah. And
1: they
5: all earn, I mean, one heck of a tackle up
1: front.
4: Yeah. Dean? I really have, like, nothing different about Penn State besides losing to Ohio State, and then I also have them losing to Michigan,
1: too. (laughs) Okay. That's a a very, very good possibility. I just feel like they're better this year, so I feel like they're going to split that Um, there's two games there. so. I mean, more likely they'll probably
4: beat Michigan than Ohio State. If I were to pick one of the two of them splitting one, I think they would beat Michigan.
1: Yeah. Over Ohio
4: State. Just because they have the home advantage over Michigan anyways. Yeah.
5: I'm surprised it's not a whiteout out game.
1: I am too. That'd be a great opportunity. Well, I guess we can kind of go through the rest of these. Kind We kind of got through the big guys. We got a few decent teams in here. We can, we can go ahead and start with Maryland since they're a team I feel like some of us got some upsets with. Um, so they went 8-5 last year, won the Mayo Bowl over North Carolina State. Um, Talia comes back after a pretty good 2022 season looking to improve going to his fifth and final season so he's been there a decent amount of time. Um, They lost a lot in the receiver room with um, Copeland, uh, Jarrett and Dumas and then um, they add Tyrese Chambers from FIU and then Caden Pranther from West Virginia. Um, They have heavy losses on the offensive line after a rough season last year um, which I think is going to be a pretty big thing for this team. Um, They only ran for 2.3 yards on the ground in the last five games of the season also allowed 29 sacks in the last seven games of the season, so a decent amount there. Um, they add Marcus Dummerville from LSU with three other transfers who don't have many starts um, on the line. And then defensively, uh, Des- Deshaun Bar- Barham will lead the unit. Um, he lived up to his talent last year, uh, and then had he had four sacks. Uh, and then last year, they only gave up 24 points per game. And I think this could be one of the best um, units um, Loxley has had since he's been at Maryland. Um, they're pretty good in the secondary, they have, and then they add all a, AAC um, corner from Cincy Jaquan Shepard. They're a turn starter last year from Tarheep, Tarheep still, and then the D-line is very inexperienced. Um, this year after losing four starters, um, they give up 155 yards per game, and then um, for four rush yards per game, and then, but they also still had 30, 31 sacks, so they're still getting after to the quarterback, um, although given that much on the ground. But this one is one of those teams, like, I think they can, they're can they pretty good. Like, Mike Locksley is a decent coach. So they're, they're, like, hit or miss. It just depends on the game. I feel like some games they just kind of show up flat, and some games are kind of, like, entertaining to watch against a good team. Um, that team was Ohio State last year. Um so, let's take a look at the Terrapins, and let's go ahead and start here. Um, they've got Townsend up first. I think they're going to win that game. Charlotte going to win that game. Um, then they play Virginia. Um, that's Virginia. Josh's favorite team. He loves them no. so much. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: that, is, that is the Virginia team. that does not leave after the stadium entrance. Well, maybe I <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're worse. <laughs> I think. Uh, I
3: think
5: they. Lose to Virginia.
1: You think they lose to Virginia? Yeah, I do. Who's the head coach there now?
5: Oh uh, God, uh, Virginia. dude
1: from Clemson. Oh, yeah. wow. That's right. God, Wait, it? who's at Virginia Tech now?
3: Oh, is it, is it, uh, just Puente
1: Puente yeah. Yeah, I think right. Yeah, I can't oh, yeah. keep up with all them ACC teams, man.
5: I can't even. Uh, God, what's that guy's name, dude? It's uh
2: it's a uh, Brent Pry.
5: Yeah.
1: Pry, that's it from Penn Prye. State, defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah.
3: But actually, was the old one, all right?
1: What'd what you say?
3: Yeah, just Fuente was the old one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. They go through me, so like I said, their fans and their coaches, they probably follow the same thing. Once they understand man comes on, you all y'all leave.
2: Still better than UVA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. So they got they got Virginia on Friday night. Um this is actually the first meeting since Maryland's been in the ACC. Um Since Maryland has joined the Big Ten in 2014, Maryland's won the last three, last three of the four, Um, and then I, I don't know. This is kind of a toss-up game, but I feel like Maryland's a better team than Virginia, so that's why I'm going to give the edge to Maryland. This game's at home too. Um, In the next game, Michigan State, um, what y'all got there?
3: I think, I think Maryland starts off four
1: and zero, easy. Same. I feel like Michigan, I feel like, I don't know. Like Michigan State's not like one of those names, but like it's also one of those teams that like, I don't know. I don't think that, that Maryland's going to go and beat them. Like they're good. It but might
3: be, they're they're Big Ten all over.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think, I'd, I still feel like Michigan, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like if I gave Michigan State a, a win or a loss there, um, I don't think that'd be fair because I I don't think they're gonna be very good this year, but I do think it's one of the good wins that they pick up this year. Um, so I do have them losing at Michigan State, and then the following week they play Indiana. Um, I got, I got, I got them. them. You got Indiana beating them?
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay, I have I have um, Maryland beating Indiana. I think they yeah I got Maryland winning against Indiana.
5: Okay.
1: I'm going five and zero. Oh. Okay. 5-0. Oh. Same here. Wait, I, hold on. A second.
3: I got I to get at least 4-1. Uh, I had them
4: losing to Michigan State. Oh, that's
2: a, that's an easy schedule.
3: Up, I think they start up
2: 3-2. So you're serious that they're losing to UVA?
5: Yeah.
2: The worst team in the ACC. Hey,
5: somebody's got to pull it up. And
2: the
5: I, that, No, I don't think that defensive line is going to have the experience to compete with a lot of these teams. I mean, I have them. I have them losing five. Well, actually, six in total. I think they go six six.
1: Okay, I've, so um, I mean, obviously, I think they're going to beat Ohio State. Ohio State's coming off a bye too. Um, Ohio State's going to beat Maryland easily. Um, at, and that's in Ohio Stadium too. Following week they got to play Illinois. I think Maryland's gonna win this game, um, personally. Yeah.
5: Close, but I got them winning it.
1: Okay, um, Maryland's actually so Maryland's won um, the last two prior meetings that they've had against each other, um, and I just think like with Talia being more experienced and stuff, like I feel like they're gonna have a decent team this year, um, but like their schedule isn't too easy. Um, they play at Northwestern. Northwestern's got a lot of stuff going on a head coach and everything like that. I think um, Maryland's going to beat Northwestern. And then they play Penn State. They're going to lose Penn State. Um, I think Nebraska's going to be better this year. New head coach. Um, got that Sims dude coming from Georgia Tech to play quarterback at Nebraska. I think they will be a little bit better. Um, so I have them losing at Nebraska, losing to Michigan, and then beating Rutgers to finish off the season. So, I've got them going 8, well, the yeah, 7-5. So, I think it would be a decent team. I think it'll be horrible. I think it would be great. So, Sounds about right. I think 10 and Kind of middle of the pack. This next team, um, I think they got a lot of issues – come their way, and especially their head coach, I can't believe they paid him as much as he did. Um, I'm talking about Michigan State and Mel Tucker. um, They lost Peyton Thorne to the portal after a bad five and seven season last year. Noah Kim is gonna start at quarterback this year, who's not like some world beater at quarterback. Um, Jalen Berger comes back at running back. He's really good, actually. Um, He had 683 yards last year. Um, They lost Keon Coleman at receiver lost Jalen Reed, and they returned Trey Mosley, and then they added three transfer tight ends for some reason. It's really weird to add three transfer tight ends. Um, but they're more experienced on the O-line with four returners, which helps out quarterback position. Um, but there's just a lot of questions of this team, and I just there's a lot of mediocrity I see here uh, compared to Michigan State teams in the past who have been a little bit better in those top 15 teams that we're used to seeing. Um, they lost a second-team Big Ten player on the D-line um, and four backups, but they um, got a big – I don't know how they got this dude. They got Tunmise Lele from Texas A&M, who's really good, and they also got another dude named Dre Butler, who's the number one Juco tight end, defensive end in the country. Excuse me. Um, so I think their defensive line is going to get better this year, and they're going to get up after the pass a little bit, uh, especially with a guy like Tunmise, who um, brings a lot of talent there. Um, their number one tackle, tackler, Cal Halliday returns, and then Jacoby Windman, who had six sacks last year. Um, linebackers look solid. Secondary was absolutely atrocious last year and the year before. Um, last year, they were um, 121st in the country and then 130th in the year before. So I don't think they're going to get better anytime soon, but I don't think they could like get any worse. So I think that's still a big question mark there for Michigan State. Um, as I don't th- know that that's going to get any better. But um, you guys have anything to say about the Spartans?
3: I, I think 6 6, 7 5 at best, probably 5 and 7. Yeah, I give them, I give yeah. them,
5: I give them one upset. I think they upset one team just because it's going to be an offensive shootout.
4: Yeah. They're just average. Yep. And, average.
1: and like, I just ah like their team should be better defensively than they are. Like Mel Tucker's a more defensive minded guy. And then like after the after like um God, what was the guy's name? Um the running back that was from Wake Forest and transferred there, had a really good season.
5: Oh, well, I can't remember. Talking about Walker.
1: Yeah, Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Um after that team like with him, like they were like bad and like they got smoked by High State that year. I remember everybody's talking like, oh, Kenneth Walker's gonna run High State and they got destroyed. So um, I think like this team's gonna be decent, maybe a little better than last, but they still got some work to do. Start of the season with Central Michigan, I got them beating them, Richmond beating them and then they go and play Washington. I think Washington's gonna be a really good team this year. Especially, especially with Michael Penix coming back quarterback. I think he's a guy um, that you look at and say he's got the potential to um, be up there with the Heisman um, finalists. And I think they're going to lose that game. I think Michigan I mean, Michigan State's going to get beat pretty badly. Um, and then I have them beating Maryland, um, beating Iowa, which looking at that now, I don't know about because Iowa is, I think Iowa's going to be better than last year, uh, especially with a decent quarterback coming in. Um, and then their defense being as good as they are, um, having beating Rutgers, losing to Michigan, losing to Minnesota, losing to Nebraska, losing to Ohio State, beating Indiana, and then losing to Penn State to finish out the season.
5: I got the same thing as ever. I think uh, I think they beat Iowa.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, I think they beat Iowa too. I just I feel like I'm, I gotta give them one of those games um, just because I feel like Michigan State's like not that bad, but at the same time, it's like. There's just no offensive talent. Like the secondary's atrocious. Like, and there's the, de- the defensive line and the linebackers aren't that good to to like cover up for it. I so. think with Dory, really, you
5: know, I mean, it's I think it's gonna be. I mean, they a I don't think even with what they added on offense, I don't think it's enough to really. I I think I'm. Mean, three seven-point game. I mean, I think it's going to be low-scoring because neither team. The only way I see Iowa win is if they get some uh points off.
3: Yeah.
5: I don't want to give them that or Maryland, but I feel like something's going to happen in between those games.
4: So. What y'all got?
2: I have them going four and eight. Four and eight.
4: I just like them going six and six.
5: I think
1: they're just average. Yeah. That's one of those teams. Like I feel like they had the potential to be better, but like I just don't see it.
2: I think they just also got hit with one of the hardest schedules in college football this upcoming season
5: three hardest schedules this year or something.
1: Yeah, they got the third hardest schedule in the country. <laughs> yeah. I so, see four
2: wins out of this.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got Washington, Iowa pretty good, Ohio State, Penn State, and you got to play Michigan. You got to yeah. play three best teams in the East, and then not only that, you got to play Washington too, so like, that's tough. So. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about the old Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Um,
3: I know they had a football team anymore.
1: <laughs>
5: hey, they almost. Uh, they 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 kept it close against Michigan for a while until they kept throwing it away.
3: Yeah, got winning,
2: I've got them I've going to a bowl game. Really? really? Woo, I do.
1: Okay. I got them
3: going three and nine or four and eight. <laughs>
1: I got him going two and however many rest of the games they play. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: honestly think they might be in Northwestern of last year. <laughs> I do. I think they will.
1: The Gavin Wimsat that dude doesn't seem bad at quarterback. Um, they really had a talented quarterback. I think he's pretty decently talented. And then Samuel Brown's playing running back. Um, he didn't play much of twenty twenty two due to some injury. Um, we had 4.4 yards per carry as a freshman um a name that everybody probably knows amongst college football if you watch it any de- decent amount is aaron Crunkshake. um he's a guy that they lost and then a lot of the receivers they had last year are gone um and then I, they're kind of like starting over at the position it seems so what
5: hurts that team is i mean had, i mean their their head coach and their coordinator they put them in the right spot never getting made
1: yeah it's hard to recruit there and stuff
5: uh, yeah they just they don't get it and i mean i've watched coach. i mean he puts the guys in the right spot especially yeah the, when i watched him this and he had the linebackers in the right spots so and then so, yeah uh, they actually
1: they actually have a guy on um who transferred in Nassim brantley um from western illinois and he's actually an NFL prospect, so that's something to start out with on um, for wide receiver. And then last year the O line wasn't good; they allowed um, a lot of pressure, 22 sacks, only 3.6 yards per carry. Um, this year they add a lot of transfers in. Um, four offensive linemen are gone. They signed Curtis Dunlap from Middle- Minnesota, who's a pretty talented acquisition. Um, on defense, eight starters are back, which is good for improvement, especially a team like this. On um, the D line, should be much improved with Muhammad. Toure coming back for another season. Um he led the team in sacks in 2021. 20 um the linebacking unit also looks pretty good. Um and Powell looks to improve as a 6'5 linebacker um there. Tareem Powell Jr. Um he's a junior. So um they for DBs they lose their top guy, return full four full-time starters. They some transfer coming in. Um they're 78th in um, PDR last year, but they might not lose. They might not improve much um, this year. So um, they also have a decently tough schedule. Like when you're thinking in the in terms of like what they have talent wise and stuff like that. Um, I only have them beating Temple and uh, Wagner. Um, so that's just kind of what I got. They they can win a few other games. Like they could probably be, beat Northwestern maybe or even a Virginia Tech um well they yeah. can absolutely
5: beat virginia tech. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> hey i'm not saying it's just because he's here and he likes virginia tech i i mean second game of the season
2: third third game of the season
5: third game third game yeah the game they play temple. i think that would be their only third win they could get other than temple and uh uh wag God, i can't think of their name but uh I think that's the only win they could get. Maybe Northwestern, but I don't see
3: that happening. Def- definitely Virginia Tech, though. I mean, we can all kind of agree. No, no just,
2: we cannot all agree. Just like the bottom well, I think that's a pretty like easy bottom. decision. The
5: only, the, I think the only way they beat Virginia Tech, I mean, everything has to fall in the right place. I think something big has to happen that game, like a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown for them to win that game.
2: Well, I have him going seven and five, but losing the <laughs> Who do you have beating? Northwestern. Hot take. In- hey, hey, hey! You said UVA was beating. Uh, who is that? Maryland. Maryland? Yeah, this is this is less of a hot take.
5: Nah, I don't know about that.
2: Northwestern, <laughs> Temple, Wagner—easy wins. I think they pick up wins against uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. And then another two easy wins against Michigan State and Indiana.
5: Wisconsin.
4: The only one I kind of agreed with there was Indiana. Oh
1: my know. gosh! Yeah, Wisconsin. I can I could maybe see Indiana, but like, bro, they're not gonna beat Island Wisconsin. This not even know what a football looks like. I
5: mean, I, <laughs> yes. I, 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 I I like Josh, but I can see. I was probably the only team. Other, I mean, Wisconsin, Iowa. That's the only not. I don't see Wisconsin at all.
3: Yeah, I don't uh, think maybe they pull
4: it kind off. I, I think it's a sure. sneaky good don't, game we, and things, maybe Josh knows something. We
5: don't. The only reason <laughs> I don't they I think they can beat Virginia Tech is if they have the first half like they had against Michigan and then keep that going through the third and fourth quarter.
2: I think they just things get on the right track at the right time. I think it's a program that's on the up, and I think they get things right this year.
1: I think that I think they've got the pieces, but again, like I don't think they have the talent, and I think that's just what kills them. Um, especially with some of these other teams getting better too. So, and then the, they so when they play Wisconsin, Wisconsin's coming off a bye, and then the following they, they play Michigan State, and they're also coming off a bye too. So, hey, that's tough.
2: Bye weeks don't always mean everything.
1: No, but it definitely helps you. It I've
2: does
3: one week that virginia tech does not lose so
2: hey 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 yes <laughs> don't lose to uva so i don't want to hear it
4: but you lose to All everyone right. else
1: let's go ahead and wrap it up with indiana um is the last big 10 east team terrible timid jackson <laughs> they're coming in to really he's coming in to relieve jack tuttle after multiple different injuries in the room um, he's actually a pretty highly talented quarterback from Tennessee, um, and then the running back group should get better with Wake Forest addition Christian Turner and senior Josh Henderson coming back. Wide receiver transfer from Clemson EJ Williams is going to be there to help a decimated receiving room after losing two receivers and a tight end and two backup receivers as well. Um, Quince Carter comes in to play receiver as well, where he's a 1,000 yard receiver. Um, at a SCS team and then um, I think the group this team should be better since Michael Penix left and probably one of the better teams since they had they have kind of been all over the place since he left and obviously he's doing really good things at Washington um, I've always thought he was a pretty good quarterback and then so last year the D-line allowed 4.1 um, yards per carry and then 20 they had 20 sacks and um, which seven of them came from the line so they have a lot of um linebacker help there and they like to blitz a lot of linebackers um, and then they lose three solid defensive tackles at Andre Carter from Western Michigan who had eight sacks last year they lose a few linebackers who didn't play much due to injury and they had a Stanford transfer um, to that room um, they had a good a great um, DB unit last year they finished night um, in the country and they had 17 interceptions they lose Mullen Fitzgerald and Matthews And add five transfers in, and I think they could still be a solid group. Because it always seems like Tom Allen um, usually keeps a pretty decent defense. Um, They didn't have a good year last year. They went four and eight. I think they improve. I think they get better. Um, But their schedule, they also really have a tough schedule. Number 16, hardest schedule in the country. Um, And that starts out against Ohio State, which I think that's going to be a tough game. Um, especially after how Ohio, Ohio state season ended last year. I think it's going to be a loss there, um, pick up a win against Indiana State. And then this next game, I think it'll be an interesting one, but I think they'll beat Louisville, beat Akron. I um, think they'll go to Maryland and lose there um, and then lose to Michigan. I think they'll beat Rutgers, lose to Penn State, lose to Wisconsin. Uh, I think they'll beat Illinois. I think that'll be probably a close game and then lose to Michigan State and Purdue to finish off the season. I
5: got
1: Okay. I have them going
5: for have, 8 too. I have them losing I got five, to Illinois. Uh, I got them losing to Illinois.
2: But, uh, two the, and ten.
5: The thing about this team, they could probably pull out two more wins and maybe go – I mean, they could maybe break it to 6-6, six and, six, and that's only if they play the same way they did last year, like they played Michigan. They kept it close the whole game until the final quarter. That's the only mm. way I can in two other games.
1: Yeah. What do y'all have? You said two and ten. No. no, no yep. Said, oh, you haven't beating and you haven't losing to. I haven't beaten
2: Indiana State and Akron. They they don't win another game.
5: I think. Oh my gosh.
3: I mean, I'm just I'm just glad we're about done talking about the Big Ten East. I mean, my night, my whole life is like about to be made in like a minute. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Praise
1: the Lord.
3: your <laughs> conference.
1: <laughs> the first three were fun. After that, it was just, like, yeah. kind of flat. I wouldn't
3: even say that. In my opinion, in my opinion, there's not one team in the Big Ten in general, and that's Michigan. Everybody else just kind of just trickles down.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, oh, my. got to add that in just for scenery. Well, if anybody – Has anything else to say go ahead and say it but I think we're good on the Big Ten East y'all good good all right well thanks for watching if you made it this far um we kind of kept the good teams at the beginning so um but stop in next time we'll be talking about the Big Ten West all together and then hopefully we're gonna I'm gonna try to put in some group of five teams in the middle of the week just kind of keep something in there um content wise so might talk some Sean Clair football next time. We go group of five. Oh, yeah. So, that's what, that's <laughs> we'll have to get the whole coastal crew in here together that, to talk about that's that. 12
3: 0 no, easy. 12 0 oh, easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it from us, and we'll see you next time.